Hello, and welcome to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Gerrand, and I'll be giving you my honest thoughts on the books I read. While the reviews will be short and to the point, they'll include everything you want to know without any spoilers to help you figure out what you should read next. So with that said, let's jump right in. Hi, everyone. So today's episode, again, as you can see from the title, is going to be Deep Water. And this might sound familiar to some of you since it was just turned into a movie starring Ben Affleck and Anna de Armas. And if you've been following along on the Instagram channel, you will also have seen that I announced a new separate podcast that I am doing with my brother. And I am obviously a big reader. That's why I have a whole podcast dedicated to books, but he is also a massive, massive film buff and we are both highly opinionated and as siblings do, we like to debate and discuss. So we decided to just record our conversations and do a podcast and it's called Box Office Books and it is all about the books that were turned into movies. And I mention it because one, feel free to go check it out. It is streaming on Apple, Spotify, and Amazon. But two, I also mention it because our first episode is on deep water. However, our podcast that we have together is long form. It's very informal, also has a ton of spoilers, which is obviously very different from this podcast. So I wanted to do an entire episode here where I talk about the book in a much more academic way, I guess, or just a little bit more reader focused. And another reason that I wanted to do an episode on this book is because one, I really, really enjoyed it and I'll get into why in a second, but I also just think it's really interesting to talk about. So For example, I initially didn't even know that this movie was based on a book. And I feel like a lot of people didn't either. And not only is it based on a book, but it's based on a book that was published in 1957. And it was written by Patricia Highsmith. And I also did not know this, which I talk about it in box office books a little bit, but I also found out that Patricia Highsmith also wrote the Alfred Hitchcock film, Strangers on a Train, which it's based on her book, just to clarify. And then she also wrote a semi-biographical short story, which the movie Carol was based on. And she also wrote the Talented Mr. Ripley book series, which is a series of five books. So maybe everybody else knows this, and for some reason I didn't know. If so, honestly write me and you can just tell me how out of the loop I am. But I was really shocked to learn that. And again, I had never heard of this book in particular. And I do think the fact that it was published in 1957 really lends itself to understanding the novel and is kind of an interesting thing to keep in mind if you do watch the movie. So the reason that I think it's interesting or relevant that it was published in 1957 is because this book is about a 
quote unquote, stereotypical American marriage or life. But it takes that context and puts a really dark spin on it. So the story is about two characters, Vic and Melinda, again, late 50s, early 60s time period, and they are married, have this very stereotypical American life, white picket fence, the whole deal. But the thing is, things are not exactly as they seem, and they sort of end up going in this direction where Melinda is sort of allowed to take different lovers in order to be happy and for both of them to keep up this facade of a happy marriage and a happy life. And Vic seemingly doesn't really care because again, this is sort of an arrangement that is agreed upon between the two of them, but eventually tensions progressively increase and he sort of snaps. And I promise that is not giving anything away because Highsmith sort of clarifies that on the back of the book, which is another reason why this book is really interesting is that it's not exactly a murder mystery. You think that it is or that it should be, but right out of the gate, she does tell you that Vic kills this person, one of Melinda's lovers. So there isn't really a mystery because you know that right out of the gate. However, the book is still a major psychological thriller and a major suspenseful novel, even though you already know that he killed this person, which is really interesting, really innovative, and really sort of made Highsmith one of the godfathers of the psychological thriller genre which again is why I'm kind of confused as to why more people don't know about this book. Because it also kind of ends up being this study on psychopathy, if you will, because the book is actually written from Vic's perspective. So you are seeing her continually take these lovers and progressively, I think the frequency kind of increases a bit and you're seeing everything through his lens. So naturally, because you are a person who is not a sociopath, you have the ability to empathize. So naturally having this book written from his perspective, you end up naturally empathizing with the protagonist because you are seeing it through his lens. That is a natural reaction for any human being. So as you're reading it, you again are seeing everything through his lens and Melinda not only takes these lovers, but she's also a really bad mother to their daughter and she ends up drinking a lot. And so again, this is his perspective, but you do end up feeling just as frustrated because again, it's through his eyes. So you kind of feel like the person who is also being cuckolded or has this person treating your shared daughter really poorly, who you have a close relationship with. So as his frustrations increase, so do yours as well, because you end up kind of naturally just taking his side. But as the novel unfolds at the same time, Vic is also sort of coming to this realization that he's actually a sociopath or psychopath. 
which is an interesting thing to be happening alongside the reader's mentality or emotions, right? Because again, you are not a sociopath or psychopath. So you are still empathizing with him, even though he's really cut off emotionally. But as these tensions increase, he ends up snapping, as I kind of mentioned before, and taking it out on her lovers. And Highsmith just takes you on this really fascinating journey because by the end of the novel, at the very, very last scene, and I will not tell you what happens because it is pretty shocking and it is different than the movie, so keep that in mind. But by the end of the novel, because you've been empathizing with this psychopath throughout the entire book, she really does an amazing job of just sort of pulling the rug out from under you and your stomach just drops and you're like, oh my God, I have been empathizing with this psychopath for, you know, 300 pages and you just can't believe that you felt that way and that Smith made you feel that way and you kind of just feel, again, sick to your stomach and you just kind of can't believe it. But that's just such a sign of such masterful storytelling, in my opinion, because not only is she telling this story that is really unique in its own right, but she's also manipulating the reader in the way that she's intending to. So really amazing book. And I'm sure it is no surprise that I would rate this five out of five stars easy. But Really quickly, I do want to circle back to what I was talking about, about it being published in 1957 and how that kind of lends itself to the context or understanding of the novel. And you can think about this on your own and sort of arrive at your own conclusion, but Patricia Highsmith is definitely making a commentary on the typical American life at the time. So seemingly things were perfect. It was very white picket fence, cookie cutter, very leave it to beaver. But behind closed doors, there's things like alcoholism, domestic violence, extramarital affairs, and how people really were so adamant about putting on this facade when behind closed doors, all of these things were going on. And even if she's not actually making any sort of commentary which I doubt, it still just kind of lends itself to just a cooler vibe for the story, to be honest. And I think it's kind of interesting that they made this a movie in 2022, because when I was reading the book, I was kind of wondering how they were going to modernize it, since present day doesn't have quite the same pressures, I would say, as maintaining that facade. So even if it's not as extreme as people having open marriages, divorce is still so much more common these days and it wasn't at that time. And that is something that gets brought up in the novel is, you know, after all of these stressors and really towards the end of the book, like after all of her lovers and after murders have taken place, Vic does offer Melinda a divorce and a really sizable alimony and she does reject it, but throughout the novel, he's actually the one opposed to divorce, even though she has these affairs, because he sees it as quitting a commitment. And I think he's also really committed to the facade since 
not only does he wear this marital facade for societal reasons, but he also wears a personal facade since he is this psychopath. So anyway, like I said, divorce is just so much more common and you do have things like open marriages or what have you. So I was really interested that they were going to make this into a movie currently just because I wasn't really sure if it would hit the same. And I don't know if it did. I have not seen the movie yet. I probably will watch it just because I have read the book just to see how it compares. I do think visually it looks really, really stunning, but I'm not really sure if the storytelling is going to hit the same as the book or have as much impact. But as I've said before in this review, I cannot rave enough about this book. It was unique. It was masterful. I was incredibly impressed. And if you are a fan of psychological thrillers, maybe things like Gone Girl or books like that, I also think that you will really enjoy this read. And just so I said it, it is also super short. Like You could probably read it in one day. So all the more reason to give this a read. And I know this episode is going to be coming out at the start of November, but I am all for holding on to Halloween and autumnal vibes for as long as possible. I am not of the camp that likes to come out of the woodwork with Christmas stuff right away on November 1st. That is not me. That is not for me love Christmas, but I want to hang on to all of the fall vibes for as long as humanly possible. So that is also why I am doing this episode because this is a great read for fall. Who doesn't love a really dark psychological thriller in the fall? But if this is not your vibe, then you should definitely stay tuned for next week's episode. Again, I am hanging on to the fall vibes for as long as possible. So next week's episode is also a great fall read and it is very dark and eerie, but it's also a little bit lighter at the same time because it is actually a gothic retelling of Cinderella. So Again, it is a little dark, a little eerie, but it is very different from this. So there's not really the same suspense. But it was a really interesting book. And if you are interested in hearing more about that, then stay tuned for next week's episode. In the meantime, be sure to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe from wherever you're listening from. You can follow along on Instagram and TikTok at Brutally Honest Books. And again, going to plug the other podcast, because if you like listening to long form ones or you are a bit of a movie buff yourself, then I think you might enjoy the other podcast that I host with my brother. And again, that is Box Office Books, which you can find on Apple, Spotify, etc. And you can also follow along on Instagram and TikTok at Box Office Books. There is a ton of content, not only in the main grid, but all sorts of reels, all sorts of highlights, a lot of fun content. So be sure to check that out if you're interested. And with that said, I will talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Brutally Honest Books podcast. 
Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening from. If you like the show, you can rate and review on iTunes, and be sure to follow along on Instagram at Brutally Honest Books.